Hello everyone, this is Blunt Girls. We are kind of talking about and riffing off of a podcast with Russell Brand and this guy called Bruce Lipton, who's a scientist. And the whole vibe is kind of like, we bring you like important information that no one else is giving you or whatever. Like it's kind of revolutionary in its idea. And so this guy basically explains that in 1967, he was a scientist and he was cloning stem cells and he cloned them in three different mediums. So basically like three different liquids that they were going to replicate in. And he found out that the three different liquids managed to grow muscle, bone and fat. His conclusion was that the environment actually controls the development of the cells and not the nucleus or the genetic information inside the cells. Every cell allows adjustment to the environment and is not predetermined by what is inside it. Basically, they talk about how Darwin was wrong because the mutation in evolution is not random, but it's functional or it's like it has a reason to mutate. And then they talk about how this has implications for how the cell works and how the nucleus might have the genes in it. But the actual skin or the membrane of the cell is the kind of brain or the nervous system of it. And there's a lot of like wanky metaphors for what this means. Very philosophical. Basically, the whole time through, I was really trying to feel very enlightened by it. Like I was really trying to have like an oh wow moment. I thought that by the end I would because they're kind of talking about how revolutionary this is and how like it changes the perspective of everything. To be honest, a part of me is like, yeah, that makes sense because I've been learning that a lot of things that I learned in school that are like objectively true are kind of bullshit. It's usually not a black and white thing. And usually you can't separate things into clear categories or binaries and it's just a gray area. But the thing about this talk is that they kind of do not present a gray area. So they, they do present a different black and white situation though, which is that instead of everything being predetermined by genetics, they say that everything is determined by the environment. And it's this like, it's just, it's, a, it's such an endless debate. Like I studied linguistics, so I know a lot about the endless debate of nature and nurture. Like is language inherently programmed in our brains or do we learn language because of what we observe and learn from the world? Or is it like a mix of both? And usually, at least in linguistics, the answer is something like, it looks like it's a mix of both. We don't really understand the relationship yet. And we don't really know for sure we need to do more research. In general, I think that that's a pretty good representation of what science should say, usually. Oh my God, so true, because they just get stuck into the idea of fixing things and like what is true and what's not, because that's how our brain accustomed to function. Because there's so many variables to even think about that you need to fix something, you need to say, this is true, this is how it works. Yeah, and so usually like, there's this search for like the right answer and like the true facts and the truth. And that's very philosophical, but it's also very scientific, which is what this second video, the Vimeo TED talk that was banned kind of talks about is how like science has this core of like wanting there to be like stable, always true facts. Like you can believe in it because it knows the truth when really the objective of science shouldn't be the truth, but to always keep learning because you shouldn't assume that you can ever know everything because Time and time, it has been proved that we don't know everything and every single theory will be proven wrong at some point, like probably. <laughs> at least that's how I feel when I listen to that podcast. I was like, that's really interesting. And that is going to change how I view the world because now I know that cells are made up differently. 
but all the conclusions they took from it aren't necessarily correct. We can talk about it with logic, but we don't need to talk about it with logic because the solution isn't necessarily that we need to analyze it logically more because maybe the solution is that we can just let it be confusing and weird and we don't know what it is. That's how I feel about science at the moment. <laughs> well, that's why I love science as well. So you see, it's really interesting how we've listened to the same podcast and we completely drawn different conclusions out of them. When I was listening to this, I thought how it's applicable to people in general and like growth and development. And basically, if you take this example of how space around you affects you, when someone walks into the room and they are angry or whatever, you can feel like change in the environment. You just feel something is heavy. Or for example, you're in your room where you're working and you like can't concentrate. There's like no flow of that energy that will give you an inspiration because your room is fucking messy. And some people would say, oh, but like I completely forget about my environment when I work. Someone said that in the co-working space mm. that right now. But I still believe that everything just have a surrounding energy around them and depending on how it overlaps and interact and with physical objects, you see it's so much easier because they are basically constant on a bigger level, but on a quantum level, they're still like fucking moving and nothing is constant there. But again, it's like a simplification that they do in science in order to even try to understand the world because you need to kind of stabilize certain things that are not maybe important or like not influencing that much. But of course, in the world, everything is so interlinked especially if you take the fields and what i thought about this podcast when they were talking about this consciousness of the skin is that maybe each skin each like cell has a field around them and it's not like electromagnetic field or any like other gravitational fields that you know about but like spiritual field you know because we've proven the world of how things gravitationally attract us so maybe humans as well attract like this like they end up in certain place in certain time and then they're like oh my god i found my love or like I just ended up doing things that actually helped me and it's because you follow your intuition you trust it and you just allow your body to move in that direction that you're supposed to be but also kind of be aware and conscious of what the world has in order to remove you from moving in that direction and that's things like those scrollings it's like tv instagram everything that produce content is in order for people to stop doing what they should be doing and stop questioning why they are not doing it and it's so true that like it's so much easier now than it was for example a hundred years ago to get distracted from anything that you want to do and it's so much easier because there's so much more information around and the information just like begs you to look at it forever and also information always makes you doubt do you know enough because there's so much variety of stuff and also examples of people then you're always not satisfied with yourself but it's enough what you have and for what you want to do and you can't do fucking everything and there's a lot of information that is there to make you afraid and to doubt yourself it's really like very on purpose like it's not just the fact that there's this whole narrative of everything that is foreign or different is bad because they're kind of like trying to attack everything that is normal and standard or whatever which is like the overarching narrative of the world but also the fact that we literally get advertisements 
telling us how we should look. The margin of what is considered commercially pretty is so small. Like an example that I was going to give earlier for like literal information that is sent out to make us insecure. I have this app where I play solitaire. It's just a card game that you play by yourself. I get ads on this app because obviously all the apps you are ever going to get are going to have ads on them. One of the ads that I get is for a game, which is makeover game. And supposedly the ad, it shows you this video of this avatar, which is a woman. And she's kind of like comically over-exaggeratedly gross looking because she has armpit hair and like a mustache or maybe even a beard just like lots of body hair and a big part of the ad is like a tutorial of showing you what it would look like if you were like cleaning her and you get this razor and you literally like shave all her body hair off and they do it for you in this video and so basically for me as a person who has been struggling with like growing my body hair and just existing in the literal body that I produce naturally it feels like this was like put there just for me you know and the fact that like predictive ads not only try to sell you things that they know you want to buy but they literally show you things that they know will make you insecure of course like how fucking horrible you know i know ada but then i know that it's just not gonna stop if i'm just gonna notice it i know that the only thing that i can do is just become so strong that it's not gonna affect me and I was aware of all this thing for a long time and especially like with my parents. So I knew what kind of influence they have on me when they messaged me and it always triggered me in the same way ads triggered you. And it's so hard to not notice these things, but it's actually really difficult to physically construct and say what helps because again, it's different for everyone. And it's like a continuous steps of figuring out and trying things and putting yourself in uncomfortable situations and seeing how your body responds, how your brain responds, because obviously any change is fucking uncomfortable and you want to avoid it. But then it might actually make you grow so that you stop being triggered by these things and for me like in terms of body what helped is actually wearing really tight clothes and accustoming that I do have a stomach and I do have breasts and I can't fucking hide them all the time and I didn't felt comfortable doing that I felt I'm fat and uh, didn't felt comfortable in my body but then I was just doing it and now I feel I've solved the problem so it's about being curious what tools can you use and what can you do to implement in your life to feel stronger as a person that those things don't affect you. Yes, and it's so true. Thank you for saying that. I feel like, especially with the body hair thing, I'm now in a situation where like, it doesn't really affect me anymore if I see ads like that. But then because I saw this few ads like so repeatedly, I started thinking about like, what it would do to someone who isn't at that point yet. Like someone who is like... You need to consider that you, for example, received a similar effect or a similar situations in your life that you've gone through and then you became better. So those things, again, are really good for the contrast. It creates people a desire to to get better, to become better because you understand what gets triggered. And that's how people develop the consciousness and awareness. It doesn't happen by default. You need to be through those situations kind of. Do you understand? Yes, it's true. But it's so interesting because it's just another reminder that like no matter how much we understand and overcome things, they always come back, you know? And so it's not about like, it's not just about learning and unlearning things. It's also, at this point, it's about developing resilience to all those things. We are at a point now where like the apocalypse has developed so far 
that resilience is just a key thing that you need to have as a human, as any human being. It's the most important thing to develop the resilience right now to pandemic because there's so many things that I keep changing that if you get involved into that so much, you're going to lose yourself. And actually, this is one of the things that I was thinking recently. Is what might be happening right now is that an adaptation mechanism that people need to develop to become resilient towards these things that they just keep growing and keep moving forward. And those people who are not going to be able to do that to change their behavior and habits, depending on what is in the world, you're just not going to be able to be happy. You're not going to be able to mate. Your genes are just not going to be able to propagate. <laughs> I hope a lot of people develop resilience, but I'm also sad for the people, you know, like I don't like the survival of the fittest ideas because at the moment, survival of the fittest looks like people who are the most capitalist get the best lives, you know? And it's not true that they get the best lives because most of the time they aren't being their true self. They don't know what their actual needs and, and talents are, they're just trying to make money because they feel like that's going to save them. I'm just talking that everyone should obviously have their own direction of movement and we should not think about all these people who consider to be the best in terms of living and success and adaptation. I don't know. It's so good to realize that like it is possible to resist but mm -hmm. also I have to say like especially because I went to therapy today and kind of talked about exactly this and I was literally like honestly I feel like I'm never gonna have enough energy to function normally in this world like it's just not like I'm never gonna feel strong enough to do all the things that everyone tells me I have to do and then she was like yeah I don't know what to tell you like honestly it's just about trying all the time <laughs> yeah the question about energy is not how will I have this energy there's two things that need to be considered first of all where your energy might be going subconsciously the podcast that I was listening to one of them was saying what you should like start your morning with obviously not with emails or news if you think about deeply what it does is that it creates on a subconscious level that thinking machine that just keeps analyzing and thinking it back to it because you allow the pandemic, for example, to exist in your small world and it just keeps you aware of it and it just gets like that energy away from you. So there's, again, relationship. We need to reanalyze what relationship and people that we have around ourselves who do contribute towards our like fulfillment and feeling better or it just keeps us draining and draining. And the second thing is exactly what your therapist said, but I'm going to comment on that more. So you need to develop kind of curiosity to trying things because you think that those things are too hard to do and you don't have energy for them but essentially you can't say if you do have energy or not unless you keep trying those things and seeing how your body and your energy kind of levels readjust because when you try first time running you're going to be fucking tired but then if you're going to go second time and third time you're going to feel less tired yes. you're going to enjoying it when it comes to like self-help podcasts or like life coaches or whatever like any kind of like people trying to help you in your life it usually ends up being something along the line of like just do it like you need to just do things and you need to just get through it and like persevere or whatever but like when you're actually for me like I've been on the other side of that and I've been on the side of that where I was so depressed that anyone who was trying to give me advice that was somehow simple that was just like too generalized I was just like fuck off like if I was actually depressed and someone was like oh you just need to do it like obviously <laughs> I would be pissed and I was and for uh, for a long time and now that I look back obviously I realize that the lesson is you need to just do it but sometimes that's not the way to get there and like I'm saying this 
knowing that I literally have a tattoo on my stomach that says do things together tomorrow. So like, this is literally my one of my life <laughs> mottos. But I also know that as advice, sometimes it's impossible to take it in. And sometimes it just doesn't do the thing that it needs to do, because you actually need to experience what it means in order to understand it. And also, I have understood it. And I'm still not like, saved or healed or whatever, like, because there is no such thing, I think, like, there's always going to be something wrong with me in a way, like, I, I always have things that I can improve on and that I can learn. It's so interesting because I completely agree with it because I'm doing this podcast. I don't want the lesson of this podcast to be, oh, you just need to do everything. You know, like it's just a thing that you can't really express in words. Like I wish I could help everyone. We can reference the analogy from chemistry. There's this thing called activation energy in order for the chemical reaction to happen and for it to like move forward. You need to overcome that barrier. And after that, it just slides down. What I realized is that if I just start doing things, I start getting pleasure out of it. So it's no longer becomes difficult for me. Each activity involves different activation energy. And in order for people to experience this, again, I think it's a really practical and a good exercise that people can do is do small things. And of course, what is proposed by society is like, by controlling your eating, by being able to lose your weight, you finally start controlling your life again. You're able to overcome that activation energy and lead to a certain result, but that's really unhealthy. But that's the easiest and the most accessible thing that has been proposed to women to do. But what you can start doing is think what is healthy for your body that I don't do yet because it requires some activation yes. energy. And as soon as you start doing that and be make it your habit, you will start seeing that it's no longer difficult, but it actually heals you and makes you feel better. So you need to mm -hmm. understand what you can do, the like small steps that doesn't require too much effort that you can see the difference and then you can apply it further and extrapolate. Yes. Once you realize it's just kind of about figuring out what you want to do, you realize that the advice that people give you always comes from their perspective. And so you can be like, oh, this helped this person. Maybe it will help me, but maybe it won't. I've realized that there is no one solution to like how to be yourself and how to be okay. Basically, because everyone has a different solution. And like, I used to think there had to be something that everyone could do to make them feel better. But even things like meditating or thinking about your breath or whatever, like very basic coping mechanisms for people, for everyone who has a brain, like even things like that don't work for everyone. It's really cool that different things work for everyone because it means that there's no one thing to be. But so, yeah. I the way you can figure out that perfect thing for yourself and everyone can do it is conscious questioning of your subconsciousness and having that conversation. I think with weed, it's the most easiest to get into that state and maybe it's like beta or some other like latter phase of like sleeping maybe that you get as well some realizations and have that communication it's like also possible to get in meditation which i'm not able to do at all and start thinking what can i do to solve this problem of me feeling like this and, yes. and then solutions come to your head automatically and that's the perfect solution you just need to have communication with your intuition and also i have a reference back because i'm still want to kind of talk a little bit more about the podcast that we've listened to obviously we discussed how mutations happen no for no reason, but they happen on purpose because of the cells 
communicating with the outside world and seeing what could be changed and then this change happens and then if it's like preferred by the environment or whatever that person like survives or not but i think now it's possible because of all the technology and stuff that we've developed to actually influence our genes ourselves and i know it's kind of like playing the god which i'm not trying to propose at all but it is really really similar to it because you are trying to think what things can i put in my life as instruments and tools to make that mutation happen so that i feel to do these things more easy because they are in my genes and mm -hmm. like a simple simple example growth physical like height if you jump every single day you put yourself in such constraints that genes they have to adapt and change because they are reading the environment and i'm not saying like 100 you're gonna fucking change and grow if you're gonna jump but it's kind of like thinking what can i do to make it more likely to happen so yeah i think this podcast for me it was kind of a realization of that i am in charge of my environment and i can make myself grow in the direction that i want to by surrounding myself with the right people with the right kind of information and i don't want to consume instagram i don't want to consume news i don't want to consume any like series right now i need to understand what will fill my inspiration like really consciously because yeah it's not the times when i can just consume random stuff and feel all right it's very true and i think uh i don't know if how i'd summarize this episode for me but i think it was kind of about realizing that the gray area is usually the answer and like usually the answer is how you feel about it and what your instinct leads you to And I don't know, I also think this episode was really interesting because we talked about science a lot and we haven't really talked about it that much before. There's not a lot of critical talking about science going on, even though there's a lot to criticize about science because it's not as rational and objective as it pretends to be. Anyway, we'll talk more about that later. As always, if you have any questions, email bluntgirlspodcast at gmail.com. We have this conspiracy theory that people essentially create Instagram accounts of podcasts before people actually do it, the real people, so that they can sell the, the podcast yes. Instagram. And someone yes. created our, our Instagram name, Blunt Girls, and put like a really weird vagina thing on the profile picture, I think. And wrote yes. the, the quote that you say that with the help of Blunt. It says something about being a podcast. And so I'm pretty sure that someone was like, oh, they have a podcast, but they don't have an Instagram. So, hey, if you are this person and you're listening to this podcast, Give us the account and we will love you forever. Well, I guess they just want money because it's a capitalistic world. But essentially, we made Blunt Girls Podcast Instagram account. So Yes, yeah. you can go to Blunt Girls Podcast as well on Instagram. Um, yeah. This shit is a girl blunt. I only smoke girl blunts.